Hey friend, welcome back to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm Michael McCurry, your host. I'm so thankful for the opportunity once again to speak to you. I'm going to ask you to grab your Bibles, turn to the book of Mark, the Gospel of Mark. While you're doing so, let me tell you about a Gospel Tract. I've got a Gospel Tract in my hand called, It Was a Pleasure to Meet You. And it would help if I held it right side up for the camera. Some folks watch the video version on YouTube, and I had the tract right upside down. That doesn't help you see it too well, does it? Anyway, for those in radio land, let me describe it to you. It's a beautiful tract, kind of a circle design on the front. It says it was a pleasure to meet you in a very nice typography uh, font there. It kind of has almost like gold flakes on a blue background. And this gospel tract, it catches the eye, but it also, I think it catches the heart just a little bit bit. To say it was a pleasure to meet you, that's one thing. But to have a gospel track that obviously indicates the forethought to carry it with you and then to offer it. I've been asked many times, do gospel tracks still work? In my opinion, they work better today than they did 20 something years ago. Because today, unlike decades past, almost everyone lives through the lens of their cell phone. Everyone lives in a virtual world. Technology is speeding up. You don't have to turn on the news for long to hear about some new breakthrough of some some kind. And virtual reality, alternate reality, augmented reality, all these things, people live through a screen. And the physical, tactile sensation of handing someone a gospel tract like something as personal as, it was a pleasure to meet you. This gospel tract that you can get for free at BibleTractsInc.org. I believe that exchange, that giving of the gospel tract, it has a greater impact today than it did in ages past. So I'd encourage you to use gospel tracts. I'd also welcome your thoughts. I hear from folks oftentimes, and I have the opportunity to help them just a little bit. People say, you know, I'm very forgetful about gospel tracts, and I can give you recommendations for that. I, I, I'm i a little timid. I'm a little introverted. I can give you some uh, some ideas and, and ways to get around those things. I'd love to hear from you. If you wouldn't mind, if you have a question, a comment, even a cri- criticism or concern about this ministry, I'd love to hear from you. I have found that every critique often has a grain of truth. And I want to hear what you have to say. Please feel free to reach out to me. You can text me today. You can text me directly at 309-316-7240. I'll give you that number one more time. It's 309-316-7240. Zero. And remember, you can order this gospel track called It Was a Pleasure to Meet You on our website, BibleTracksInc.org. This gospel track is one of many, about four or five or six, that I try to carry with me every day. I'm putting it back in my track wallet right now. You might hear the rustling of these gospel tracks. I've talked about some different ones. Does anyone care? Overwhelmed. It was a pleasure to meet you today. And I've got two more for Thursday and Friday broadcasts to tell you about the gospel tracks I carry with me each and every day. Mark chapter number two. Are you there? Can you find your place? Mark chapter number two. And we're going to read verses one, two, three, four, and five. And we have a minor and a major point of application to make today. Mark chapter number two. We've made it out of Mark chapter number one. And actually, I'm looking at my notes here. We might make it all the way. 
we might make it almost halfway through the book of Mark chapter number 2. Anyway, Mark chapter 2, verse number 1, here we go. And again he entered into Capernaum after some days. And it was noise that he was in the house, meaning Jesus. And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. We talked about the importance of preaching the word yesterday. Verse number three, they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And we find verse number four and five, when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they, and let, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, son, thy sins be forgiven thee. First of all, I want to make a small point about caring for others. It's amazing how these four men, and you've probably heard this preached many times before, but just recollect and use your imagination. Think about the circumstances leading up to this. We have no idea how these four men and the five men really knew each other. But the, this man, sick of the palsy, he had some friends and they heard Jesus was coming to town man, we don't know how long he was sick of the palsy, but apparently so long that they couldn't find any relief for him. They couldn't find any help for him. And so these four men, they heard Jesus was coming and they gathered together. I don't know if they gathered out of earshot. Maybe they got together over dinner the night before. I said, you know what? I heard Jesus was coming to town. You know what we should do for our friend? We should carry him to Jesus. And maybe, just maybe, maybe God will do something. And think about at what point... Did they decide to start ripping the roof off? Was it because they were so sweaty and tired from having carried their friend all the way there? They're like, you know what? We're not going home without our friend being fixed. We're not going home without him getting some help. We're going to do something. What caused them to go to that level? But I want you to think about this. Here, here's the major point that I want to convey to you today. I want to ask you, I want to encourage you to use your imagination I found that for so many Christians, so many adults, really, that at about the age of 13, 14, 15, we shut our imagination off. We don't really think all that much anymore. We just have a pattern. We have a habit. We have a way of doing things. We have tradition. We just do the same old, same old because it's the same old, same old, and that's just what we do. And we don't have much imagination for reaching people, for helping people, for getting people to Jesus in a new way. I'm not saying that the old ways are bad. Our church, my home church, we run buses. Back in the 60s and 70s, the bus ministry became a big deal. And you know what? You know why? Because people started using their imagination because there were these buses, these, uh, these opportunities, these large vehicles for bringing people to Jesus. But you know what? The bus ministry didn't start with the first people that did the bus ministry. It went all the way back to people driving their horse-drawn carriages, the D.L. Moody's and those folks bringing people to church. But can I tell you, someone had to have the original idea. They said, you know what? Uh, I've got a horse here. I've got a buggy here. I've got a cart you know, I bet we could go into town. I bet there would be people that would want to come to church that don't have transportation. I, 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 I'm, I have a sneaking suspicion. I'm, I'm using my imagination. I think we could get people to church with this horse and this cart. And then there was someone as technology progressed. He said, you know, I've got this bus. It can hold a couple dozen people. You know, we should drive it around and we should see if people want to come to church. The amount of people, I think of my own brother-in-law, 
JJ. JJ is awesome. I have Austin. He's the director of operations here at Bible Tracks Incorporated. He's married to Rachel, my wife's older sister. And then Ruth Ann is my wife's younger sister. She's married to JJ. He's the bus director at a church in Iowa. Good folks out there. I love JJ and Ruthie. But J.J. was saved as a result of his church's bus ministry. He came to Christ because someone loved him enough to come by on a Saturday morning and say, Hey, J.J., would you like to come to church? And he came to church and he accepted Christ as his Savior. And to know that I have, he's a friend of mine because, not just because we're brother-in-law, but because we're brothers in Christ, because of what someone did for him, when they used their imagination, they decided to put a little sweat equity into reaching young people. JJ, it can be a little crazy sometimes. JJ has a little bit of a wild streak to him sometimes. He does a phenomenal job helping kids and working with kids. But you know what? I can only imagine JJ as a kid. I can only imagine J.J. as a teenager. You know what? Somebody invested in J.J., and now he is investing in countless young people. He kind of helps at our football camp, the Midwest Christian Boys football camp that the three of us get to work alongside our father-in-law and our family with. We had 300-something young men there from ages 10 to 19 this past year. Looking forward to it, August 6th through 11th. You can find more information at mancamp1994.org. It's in Dwight, Illinois. But J.J. kind of handles keeping the kids going the direction they should. Have you ever taken 300 young boys, 300 men, young men, to ages 10 and 19 to a pool? To think about all these guys going to the pool. We go after hours, there's no one else there, take them all there, and he has to entertain these guys. They, the, the belly flop competitions that he puts on are legendary. But we look at J.J. now, and we see what God's doing with his life and how he runs a phenomenal junior church. He does a great job with the bus ministry. If I rode the church bus, I wouldn't want to ride J.J.'s bus. But you know why? Because somebody used their imagination, put the work in, and reached J.J. some years ago. So I ask you, how are you using your imagination? Can your imagination conceive of the fact that maybe, just maybe, you should start carrying gospel tracts with you and maybe you should start handing them out to people around you? I know I'm being just a tiny bit punchy today, but at some point we've got to wake up. We've got to, we've got to smell the coffee, okay? I don't even really drink coffee, but I like the smell. To think about the fact that we go through our daily lives doing the same old, same old, not reaching anybody. Do you think God is pleased with that? Or do you think he might want you to engage your imagination and get together with some friends and say, you know what, I bet there are some people we could take to Jesus. To think of these men, what if one of them hadn't shown up that day? We could talk about faithfulness. Oh man, it would have been a whole lot more difficult for three to carry. What if two hadn't shown up that day? Are you going to be faithful to church? Will you find your way to your church's midweek service? I hope your church has a midweek service. I love the midweek service. I love being home at my church on the midweek service. Are you going to be faithful? Are you going to use your imagination? Are you going to care for others? To think that this man was healed. Not because he drug himself there. He might physically have never had the ability. Even if there hadn't been people all over the place to step on him. He probably never would have been able to get there physically. He would have collapsed from exhaustion before he could ever gotten there. But he had friends. I've got to ask, is there anyone that's going to get to heaven and say, you know what? I had a friend. 
I had a Mr. So-and-so, or my Sunday school teacher was named Mrs. So-and-so, and she cared for me. Is there anyone that's going to say that about you? I know JJ can say, I know this person cared for me and this person. Honestly, it was more than one, more than two, more than five. It was so many people. The same pastor that was pastoring when he accepted Christ because uh, coming on the bus is now the pastor he gets to work with and for as the bus director there. What a cool thing for JJ. I ask you, what are you going to do for the cause of Christ? Will you use your imagination? Tomorrow, we're going to talk about this phrase where Jesus says, Thy sins be forgiven thee. I'm going to ask you if you would to join us on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast through the remainder of this week. I'm so thankful for the opportunity once again to speak to you. My prayer today, as always, is simply this. Have a great day for His glory. And, oh, by the way, go to BibleTractsInc.org and order some gospel tracts. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 a faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.